in the midst of every crisis lies great opportunity. That was from Albert Einstein. Now, in times of recession, the often approach taken is cutting corners. Budget cuts can come in the form of delayed expansion, modernization plans or upgrades, cutting marketing budgets, and in some cases, layoffs. While technology spend is not immune from any budget cuts, arguments arise when it comes to cybersecurity, particularly these days when because of the a veracity of the attacks that the organizations are getting. Given that cybersecurity is the top priority among organizations in Asia Pacific and applying this to the reality that economies are headed towards a downward trend, how do leaders decide what to keep, what to leave out for now when it comes to the protection of the organization's digital assets? Now, joining us on podcast for future CISO is Mr. Adrian Ha, Senior Regional Vice President for ASEAN and Greater China at Zscaler. Adrian, welcome to podcast for future CISO. Thanks, Alan. Thanks for the invitation. Really honored and glad to be here. With the threat of a local or global recession looming, is now the time for the CIO or CTO to agree in terms of what investments need to be prioritized for 2023? Yep, Alan, if you really look at the mind of a CIO or CTO today, they will have uh, two pots of funds right, or, or budgets. One is operation costs. One is innovation that they want to invest in. In an ideal situation, uh, a CIO or a CTO will want to spend 50% of the budget on operation and 50% of the budget on innovation. But the hard reality is most of the time today, it will be more cost that is being used today from operating and running the business than innovating for the business. So in times like this where budget has to be relooked into, definitely a, a, a CIO or CTO will have to prioritize what needs to be spent and not to be spent. But the question I have is, why not look into how to optimize the operation aspect of things so they can reduce your running costs and yet to be able to keep your innovation budget so that you can help the business to digitally transform. So today, the role of the CIO is more important than ever. So it's really uniquely positioned right now to help a lot of organizations to tie through these uncertain times and the need to look into opportunity for cost savings. Coming back to what I mentioned on operation costs and efficiency improvement is really going to be important. Given that our topic is actually on the security side, how should the CIO and the CISO decide together and separately perhaps which areas make sense to upgrade, keep, and defer for during a period of recession or for when the recession is no longer a concern for the organization? The reality, Alan, is sometimes the CIO and the CISO are on different sides of the camera. While I've been talking to so many customers, the reality is the CISO, besides owning the security transformation strategy and also the security framework for the organization, the CISO many a times also play a role to make sure that the infrastructure and what the organization is running on, which is primarily under the CIO, is up to mark in terms of uh, meeting security benchmarks or security uh, needs. The reality is on the ground, sometimes the CIO and the CISO will be on longer hits. So what is really important right now is we as Zscaler always believe in engaging both the CIO and the CISO together to find a common you know, strategy of how we can yet optimize and get you know, infrastructure operation to be optimized and yet at the same time not compromising security posture. So to upgrade or to keep, to consolidate or to defer any of 
big projects. What is really important is how do are we able to make sure that both sides of the fence is balanced. So in times where the economy is so uncertain and yet reputation is important, we can't afford to have any, um, I would say, doing a, a half-baked job, right? And yet trying to cut costs at the expense of cybersecurity. So we have observed, right, in this challenging um, macro environment, the customers are really looking to how to consolidate platform. At the same time, to optimize costs, to be more efficient in operations, to be able to do more with less, and yet at the same time to strengthen their security posture. At the end of the day, push comes to shove. What areas of cybersecurity should be priorities? What can be deferred, as you said, for another day? Given that if you look at the cybersecurity technology landscape, there's a lot of things from the edge all the way to the core that needs protection in some form or another. So consolidation, definitely in many times, um, not only from a running cost perspective, you are able to streamline, right? That's point one. Point two, the other part of it is how to do be able to optimize manpower costs. I think in the, in the cyber security world, talent is really hard to come by and the cost to be able to upkeep a big team, to be able to manage security operations and yet to upkeep a good security posture for any large organization is equally tough. So when you are thinking about cutting or obviously delaying certain initiative, what you need to really look out for is how are you able to consolidate some of the few initiatives into one, right? And coming back to my point earlier is many of the customers that I speak to right now are really considering into consolidating it into a single platform instead of um, dependency on multiple vendors, multiple solutions, multiple suppliers, and therefore the need to upkeep the capability to maintain multiple security products. The trend that we see or Many of the research firms have also indicated, right? In the years to come, by 2025, zero trust architecture is going to be the base of how many organizations will design, both on the networking part and also on the security part, and therefore to have a seamless, secure network posture. Our original topic is how to recession-proof cybersecurity strategies. And according to analysts, uh, cybersecurity budgets tend to be the last ones that would be impacted, depending, of course, on the situation. What is your advice for decision makers when addressing cybersecurity, regardless of the state of the economy or business? Reputational cost is something that's very hard to quantify, right? While in, I would say, uncertain times uh, economically, uh, you can really see that there is no stop in terms of the amount of vulnerabilities or attacks that we have seen in the market. While we have been talking to a leading transport operator, a leading telco or a leading bank in the region, they have never stopped in terms of what they need to do to make sure that uh, there is no breach. But to optimize the way to get into where they want to be is still really all about investing at the right place at the right time. If you look at legacy way of doing things, of course, when I meant when we in the security world talk about CASA and MOOC, meaning that you have everybody connecting using VPN down to the data center before getting to the cloud. This not only is an inefficient way of doing things, at the same time, it's also causing a lot of time and resources and budgets, right, to do that. The question will be is how customers today, or say CISO or CIOs today, are thinking of 
to optimize uh, at the same time to really get to a better uh, or maintain or not a better security posture. So VPN replacements are a great example that I, I just mentioned where customer can yet get best of both worlds. They're able to save costs, whether it's a manpower costs or running costs. At the same time, yet to be able to get into a zero trust network architecture to get into a new level of protection. And so that, that would be one. I was talking to a customer in the region. They, they do know that they need to transform, but they are not planning to do it in a very big bang. And yet they are adopting a Zscaler platform, working on a three to five years journey with us. And how do they uh, implement um, our platform in different stages? They time it accordingly to their tech refresh cycles of their legacy equipment. For example, they had a legacy hardware-based secure web gateway, which is where they uh, protect their internet traffic for URL filtering, for proxy. They adopted our platform when the, the old legacy hardware was up for renewal. Six to nine months later, they adopted then uh, our ZPA platform, which is where we use uh, to take care of the private traffic to replace the VPN when the hardware-based VPN was actually up for renewal. And now when they are looking in their data loss protection strategy, is where they also look at the existing vendor when their contract is actually up. So instead of relooking and grabbing new budgets, what they did is that they are replowing whatever they have in their running costs today, which I mentioned about 60-70% of most of the IT budget today is being spent on running and maintaining the business. It's where they plow back. So they can have the best of both worlds where they can get into a new place to be at the same time not spending anything more. What about the issue of integration of new generation of technologies like your cloud-native security solution to existing legacy systems? Because as you say, you're suggesting an incremental upgrade of cybersecurity technologies, changing them as you reach the end of life or uh, as you need to renegotiate for the old product, for example. Does the issue of making sure that the old technology works with this new cloud-based technology ever come up in your discussions with customers? Every customer has a different starting point, right? You have cloud-native customers that is already on a platform because they're already cloud-native. That's the simplest. There are also banks, telcos, government, oil and gas that are all having a different uh, start point. So there will be some customers that already have part of their uh, data already in the cloud. Most of the customers adopt a hybrid cloud strategy. means that they do have application and data on-premise data center. They also have application and data in the cloud. While I, I share with you that transformation journey by technology, we also um, spend a lot of time helping customers to manage the migration by user group. How I define user group, for example, full-time employees that have a corporate issued device means that the laptops are given um, to them and it's a company asset. So that's an easy part for us to manage it and get them to the place where they want to be. But there are also situations where there can be contractors, third-party lock-ins, or it can be your BYOD devices. So some of this strategy will be where we look at different type of user groups. So when we are managing this transformation journey with a different type of user groups, we are also integrating it with either a legacy infrastructure they are on. Say, for example, uh, they need to access to their legacy uh, application that is still on-prem. That we will still support it by getting our cloud using an app connector to be connected to the customer data center. On the extreme flip side, there are customers that already have workload, let's say in Amazon, in Azure, or 
or in Google. And that is where we also have our cloud connector connecting from our cloud to Amazon or Azure or Google to make sure that it's seamless. I think what is really important is always about user experience, right? What I mean by that is that a user, I'm a non-IT staff and I'm a user today working in a bank, working in a telco, working in a government. It shouldn't matter to me whether I'm assessing my application on a legacy uh, data center setup or assessing an application or data up in the cloud. And that's exactly what uh, ZCLA has been doing really well, right? And that's why you can see a good vast adoption where customers start to move security or secure networking or say zero trust network access as a strategy with ZScaler. Now, in all of our discussion around this, where does ZScaler fit in terms of our discussion around recession-proofing cybersecurity strategies? One of the reasons why you see more and more customers not only moving security to the cloud, moving data to the cloud, moving workload to the cloud, is because when you are able to go to the uh, move some of your legacy uh, uh, you know, infrastructure on-prem to the cloud, you are able to optimize. What do you mean by optimize? First thing first is always on-demand, right? adopting an on-demand service. What do I mean by that? Is you pay as per what you are using, you pay as per what uh, you are deploying, you don't pay anything extra. And this um, mode of, uh, I would say, uh, uh, budget perseverance, or this case of budget optimization, can only be done when you are moving towards a cloud-native subscription type of a business. If you were to look back at the old way of how uh, a lot of security was being implemented, uh, you need to invest in data centers, you need to invest in hardware, you need to invest in software licenses, you need to invest in people. And yet uh, that um, initial capital investment will not be something that you will be able to get the returns of investment in a very short period of time because you need time to get everything set up as you implement it and then you you will then uh, take back your uh, returns right in this case if you were to adopt a cloud security platform like zscaler a lot of customers actually straight away saw the financial benefit moving from a very simply capex way of spending and moving into opex way of spending and the spending is actually on demand right if you want to have uh, like what i just shared the earlier example if it was only one service that you have subscribed on the Zscaler uh, cloud platform, you only pay for one service. When you are ready for the second service, then you will pay for the second service and you will pay as the service is being turned on. So there's actually no prepayment and that's how you can actually really optimize uh, in, in terms of, uh, uh, of uh, spending and yet at the same time get yourself to a next level of, uh, uh, of a, secure, uh, a secure environment and to be in the next level of being protected. Adrian, thank you for joining us on Podcast for Future CISO. Thank you, Alan. Really glad to be here and uh, really enjoyed my time. Thanks, Alan. That was Adrian here, Senior Regional Vice President, ASEAN and Greater China Region for Zscaler on the topic of how to recession-proof cybersecurity strategies. You are listening into Podcast for Future CISO. As always, if you have a topic you'd like us to cover on this channel, simply email us at editors at society.com. We'd also like to invite you to sign up for our free weekly newsletter so you won't miss an episode of Podcasts for Future CISO. In the meantime, stay safe, have a great day, and see you on the next episode of Podcasts for Future CISO. Bye for now. Mm-hmm.